minute, crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's a Daily Talk Show, episode 248. Final yeah. day in Sydney. Yeah. For me, anyway. Well, I'm up here. Uh, I got the family stuff happening. Yeah. So I'll be back before the new year, before our 250th episode, mm-hmm. which is New Year's Eve, which is pretty cool. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. The 31st, Diavella, still Matt Diavella, still here. Still here. I haven't <laughs> left. I'm still here. Well, you um, don't come to Australia, Matt. You live in LA, so yeah. it's nice that we can at least get you on. You're not out. If anyone is wondering, Matt's not now just a part of our show. Oh, maybe mm-hmm. I am. We Tick Dick in the house. <laughs> you guys have been calling me Tick Dick for the past three days. There's been a lot of Tick Dick chat. Yeah, a lot of Tick Dick yeah, jokes. Go, go back to uh, Monday's episode. Yeah. Um, I gotta say though, I'm so impressed with you guys how you like literally like hit record and you're like, this is gonna be the episode and there's gonna be no editing and we're just gonna yeah. post it up incomplete because I feel like I'm such a, uh, I don't know, I've, I'm, like this, I'm just not very good with speaking, and oftentimes I have to edit myself to make myself sound smarter than I actually am. Does it give you anxiety coming on a show like this? Uh, like the first time it did, the first episode, but now I've gotten warmed up. Which the tick tick one or no, no, the one before that? In LA. <laughs> I think I actually had uh, more anxiety on your format because of mm. the the structured. Did you notice a difference between us in your format? Like, do you think that? Uh, your style brings like it's it's a certain f- uh, like St- you've Josh got to arrive. Back. Well, you got to you got to <laughs> arrive. <laughs> you got to arrive when you're coming on your podcast. It's almost like how I see people when they go on Joe Rogan. Is it's like there's a intensity to ah, it because yeah. people do you get that because now you, that you, when people go on your show, they're, they're going to have at least thirty thousand people watch mm. the video. I don't know if I, I, I sense the pressure from people. I think people will naturally and I didn't I didn't sense it really from you you guys. Mm. I think like naturally I was wearing makeup by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know this until uh, Were you legit wearing makeup? Yeah. I do I do that sometimes too because I get these massive pimples yeah. and I'm like, I don't want this to be there forever. Yeah. Absolutely. So why can't men yeah. wear makeup? Absolutely. They can't. A bit of BB yeah. cream. I used to wear makeup when I was I was young and had bad acne. Yeah. That this was completely a setup. We've w- never worn makeup before. We wanted to see <laughs> no! you know, Tommy. Oh, we did. We got the makeup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got it exposed. Makeup bar guy. <laughs> I didn't give tick, a fuck. <laughs> I've had my chest waxed. My <laughs> reputation. You guys are destroying it. Uh, down. But what I want to say is like, I don't know. Like it, it had nothing to do with the, the, the audience sizes, but like I felt much more comfortable recording the mm. podcast I did with you guys yeah. than I was on my own show, the ground mm. up show. Maybe one is because it's more loose and mm. maybe more so the host has more of an obligation to keep things going yeah. than the guest. But also just the fact that it wasn't filmed, we were just sitting on my couch. It just mm. felt so much more casual and conversational. And I think that's the biggest benefit of podcasting is because is because it's so easy. It's yeah. like you don't have to do the video and shoot everything. Who do you listen to? Uh, I mean, our show. yeah, yeah. The the usual suspects. I mean, I don't listen to many anymore. I, I don't make that much time for it. But like in the past, and every once in a while, I listen to Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, um, my friend Jason and Caroline Zook have a good podcast called Aiming Wonderfully, which is interesting. Yeah, I love their uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, they have great YouTube videos, and I know they're starting to double down on on their videos. They've done a great job, but. Yeah, do you guys listen to many podcasts? Yeah, I mean, I'm subscribed to a lot, so but I, I sort of... 
dip in and out just to try and see like what people are talking about, what they're into. I'm surprised at how many you actually do listen to, yeah. Josh. Yeah, which I, is like I think it's so impressive. So I try and there's a wide range. Yeah. Mm. I go through stages of like deep dive, consuming heaps of people's stuff. So I'm like uh, Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. I'll go through and uh, discovered he's got a podcast and I'll go through and listen mm. to three or four and get a good sense of what he's doing. You look at the monopoly mm. that Rogan has. It's like, as much as I like him, I also like the people that are coming on his show and he has epic guests. So it's like you then get yeah. in this trap of like, he's got you. Yeah. He's got you at the top. What's the Oprah effect? I think that like I worry that... Um, what, you get a car? <laughs> exactly. No, I just worry that it's a bit... Um, Rogan ain't giving away shit. Let's well, be honest. You just if I get a little bit of fluff really on <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Fluffs on the mic. Uh, no, I I think that you can start to everyone can start to think the same way. I mm. feel like Joe Rogan. Like the conversations I have with people who listen to Joe Rogan all seem to sort of go the same way. I don't know why. Which is what? Well, I just think that it's like. Um, uh, it maybe fills this intellectual void that people have. So they end up leaning on it a lot. And mm. it's sort of how can whatever the podcast is that Joe Rogan's done that week, it turns out that that's the solution to this problem. <laughs> so all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, that sounds like I'm not feeling good. Oh, well, that's gut health. But then if you catch them on another week, it's like whatever that specific person that week was talking about. Yeah. And yeah. I think I, I, fall victim to that as well where like you watch a documentary on food and you are now a food expert <laughs> and now you can yeah. advise anybody on it, what their diet should be mm. and I think it comes like with and not wanting to appear like a dick or a know-it-all yeah. and just to be like it, it, I think it starts interesting conversations with people but not assuming that that conversation Joe Rogan had is going to solve diabetes <laughs> yeah. What what's the uh, default style of podcast that you listen to well, I you know I, the one that I remember like that really got me interested in podcasting and wanting to do a podcast was actually Freakonomics, yeah. which is more scripted, structured. It's, well it's like really oh, well wow. produced, and that's actually yeah. originally what I wanted to do. Uh, was actually so do, much work. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't, you know, I was like, wow, it's like half the work of video. It's actually gonna be a lot easier. But then I'm like, why would I go and interview people and cr- cut these stories together without filming them? Because mm. filming is what I do. That yeah. just seems like a missed opportunity. So then I started, I said, ah, you know what actually would be better would just be to actually have conversations with creatives because it, it doesn't take as much creativity. Mm-hmm. And it actually is, it's a great way to just network and meet with new people. I think the one problem people run into is that they try to be the next Joe Rogan, mm. Gary Vee. Casey Neistat yeah. and they just replicate what they're doing <laughs> I think there's a lot of people doing that with your stuff at the moment you think like, have you seen it yeah, yeah I've seen it not in, I'm not saying it in a negative way for the for, yeah. for them I think it's a compliment to you and for them it's somewhere to start and mm. so whether it be the the kind of grade that you put on your videos or the this layout of your channel it's like I think it is if there there is no manual out there that will work so it's trying something and I know I definitely have probably copied people's styles in the past to then try and just work out what it is and I don't know if I've even found my style it's just like I'm trying to be more me and do what comes to mind naturally or like naturally so what what is just the extension of what I think and what I want to do and so is there for you do you see what you're doing as a style 
it's this really interesting. This kid, this YouTuber, I forget his name, but he just recently did a breakdown of my videos, which is yeah. like wild. It's just that to me is still crazy to think that somebody's like, this is how Matt Diavel makes videos, and I'm is like, this the, he knows this my wasn't name. The parody one? I know uh, no, it's not the parody. <laughs> Sterling Grinnell did a parody, uh, and I actually ended up having him on the podcast because <laughs> it was like he basically made this whole video and he uses hashtag Get Sterling on Matt's podcast, <laughs> and it was all about. Uh, he did a parody of me just saying like. It got. It was like it made me sound a little bit pretentious, <laughs> and like the fact like I, everything needs to be perfect because I'm Matt Diavella, and my coffee <laughs> needs to be made in this way and yeah, shot yeah. this way because I'm Matt Diavella. Were you like yeah. laughing, but also like fuck you? Yeah, I was actually on the toilet when I watched it for the first time, <laughs> and I was honestly like, when I first started watching it, I thought it was one of my videos. I was like, oh, this kid just stole my video and put it on his Instagram. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not my, that's not my apartment. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, this guy is talking about me? That was really awesome. That was really one of the first times somebody had done something like that. And it happened with, um, well, this kid just did like a breakdown. Yeah. And I actually, crazy enough, like, you know, this kid's got a nice subscriber base, 50,000 subscribers. He's really talented. Like, he seems like he's a really young kid, but just doing great work. And I watched one of his videos just randomly about two months ago. Yeah of him breaking down somebody else's filmmaking style. And I actually pulled out one of the techniques that he taught and put it into one of my videos. What was the technique? Uh, it was the, I want to call it like the vertigo type effect where you're actually like scaling up the video as uh, you're yeah, pushing, pushing in and it yeah, creates yeah. this kind of weird, it's the jaws effect yeah, yeah. when you're coming in. And I actually didn't know. looking bigger, but the, yeah. Yeah. And I actually didn't, whoa. It's I, really warping. There's uh, it. we're just on the Sydney Harbor <laughs> and they've got the thunder um, the jet boat. boats. Yeah, the jet I thought boats. it just capsized. To be honest, no, it <laughs> <looks> like, <laughs> yeah, forty tourists. You can't in the go water. there. You can't go on it if you got like back injuries or pregnant because it's like a, no, it looks legit. Like yeah. it, they just whipped them like crazy. But um, this kid yeah, did a vertigo, breakdown, yeah. and then yeah, so so I got that vertigo effect. I was like, that's really cool. I, I was like, I didn't even think of doing that. I actually didn't know that you could do that in post production and recreate what would be like a like an actual manual push in with a zoom. Yeah. Uh, and I just did it a couple times in the video. And then he did a, a thing, a breakdown of my videos. And I just comment. I was like, dude, this is so cool. I was just watching. <laughs> did he get channel. it right? Did he get some of the techniques you he, used? The right? most interesting thing that he said, I think that some people look too far into color grade and yeah. the tones and the stuff. And it's like, I'm just trying to make it look dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, there's no it's science to it. I downloaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just copied and pasted. And then I use the same LUT on everything. Cause I think I, it just looks good. I uh, think that, you know, Josh and I break down a lot of what people are doing and just more conversation yeah. between us and what people are saying to Like, yeah, we read into shit a and, lot, but I think it, it, it's a bit of fun a lot of the time and you can totally read in, to what someone's doing and they're probably like that's like it's intuitive you could go this is someone's social media strategy but it's actually just their intuitive approach to yeah. social media and it's like well I just feel like I'm going to post this time and then you can say no they actually uh, if you look deeper than that it's you could find something yeah what he, he found was really interesting he's like it's a mix between a documentary a Vox video a YouTube video, a vlog, and I maybe there was like one or two other things, and I was like, "That's really interesting," because that's like, it, it is kind of like that because I do incorporate some vlogging elements to it every once in a while. It's kind mm -hmm. of like a natural on the fly type piece of, like, it's almost like verite, which is like a fancy way of saying like in the moment, like yeah. just capturing a fly on the wall type deal. And then Not obviously legit filming a fly on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that would that would be kind of a fly on the wall though. Yeah. Veritech. <laughs> but uh, so I was like, that's interesting. Just like that. I guess my 
mine is a, a mesh of these styles, mm. primarily documentary driven, uh, because that's where I got my start. But and so, what do you think when it comes to young people starting something, and they're like, "Oh, actually, what? the barrier is they're not going to do it because they think they're copying somebody." Copy What's, somebody. Yeah, I think you should copy people. Yeah, <laughs> copy me. I don't care. Mm. Um, I I copied people when I first started out with visual style mm. or watching a film and getting inspired by it and wanting to create your own. But then don't be so tied to that and mm. don't like expect to become successful because you're copying somebody. But I think that you will learn in the process of doing that. You'll learn how to get better as a creative. What's one skill that you don't have that you wish you did? Oh, that's like a good job interview question. Well, this is a job oh, interview. Oh, I would say... This is a job interview. For me, it's motion. To become the co-host. For, yeah. for me, I wish I was better at design and motion graphics. Yeah, I think that's always one of those things that's like... But it's such a... It's a bit of a... It feels like one of those things where you could then just become the button pusher, tinkery. Like, it feels like one yeah. of those jobs where it's like... There's also like a bunch of really creative people in Eastern Europe who are doing it for super cheap. So it'd yeah. be hard to like... I get, I get very um, jealous of like great animation in mm. videos yeah. just because I know I don't have the time or money to put into adding those into my videos and I wish I could uh, but it's just like it's just not that practical and also just the the, the nature of having the messiness of filmmaking mm, yeah. and having not really knowing what your final product's going to be until you really get it cut uh, and like have a first V1 it's tough when you're trying to put out a video a week and yeah. then to bring an animator in with the last two days to make an animation for it. It just seems like it's not worth the effort. Mm -hmm. But that that's big. I think like being the the Gary V type personality, which like in a way I envy how off the cuff he can be and how he can create an interesting piece of content by simply mm. talking. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I'm that person. I think that I have to actually put a lot of thought into my videos, uh, which makes me different. But at the same time life would be a lot easier. Do you think that that's like a self-talk that might not actually be true? Like, because throughout this whole week, you've been on this podcast and you've been able to spitball. Mm. Is it that you don't necessarily like the style or do you think that it's, do you think it's something that as you produce more and more, you'll get more comfortable with doing it off the cuff or or do you see the benefit in Maybe, just, maybe you're right. Maybe mm. it's like the fact that like, I think, people come to see my videos because yeah. it's more thoughtful and edited and I think that like that's what makes me different yeah. so in, in a way I, I truly don't think I'm as good off the cuff as some of these other people and maybe that's a bit of my perfectionist tendency as well yeah. <laughs> but I think all of that drives me to want to tell stories in the way that I do so even though it's something that I wish I was better at because honestly like sometimes I have to do a lot of takes to get like a just a quick yeah. soundbite for one of my videos. Does the C two hundred? Does it, what? What are you shooting? What settings are you shooting at? Are you four K log? A not log. raw. Okay. No, no. I mean, I actually had a red, and I decided to sell it. It was originally for freelance work, and then I started using it for YouTube videos, and it slows you the fuck down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I eventually got the C two hundred, and that's a lot quicker, even in four K. Super quick to edit. What's the what sort of data are you chewing through? Uh, it's not it's not that crazy. I mean, I don't know. What do I have like compared to the red? Compared to the red, it's <laughs> like, dude, I could shoot all day on it. Yeah. But I don't know. My projects might be a hundred to two hundred gigabytes yeah, cool. in terms of file size, uh -huh. which isn't that bad. I mean, like if I was shooting on a red, it would be five hundred to a terabyte. Yeah. <laughs> five hundred to a terabyte, which is nuts. 
the um, doco stuff, the doing a feature length versus shorter type of things. Do you think that you uh, you have on the cards to produce a feature like you did with minimalism? I think that I would like to do another feature. When, once you finish a feature, the first thing you think is I'm never going to do that again because <laughs> it was so hard. <laughs> it was so challenging and it, it was oftentimes stressful. But then the fact that I, I happened, uh, that happened to do well in the first one and yeah. actually helped a lot of people made it worth it. And I think it would be interesting to take my style of YouTube doc type videos mm. now and expand it mm. and say, hey, let's just take a topic in my own voice. It's something that I haven't done in a long format that I think would be interesting to explore. So, I mean, I would like to eventually do that. And then potentially there could be a nice crossover with like even doing a YouTube Red version, yeah. which... Uh, so holler at your boy. Holler YouTube. at your boy. <laughs> YouTube? What's up, YouTube? YouTube just gave me my 100,000 plaque. Ah. Yeah. You're going to cut it in half like all those other no, people? No. I, I think I'm going to give it away. Are you? Who the fuck it wants it? I know. But we, these creeps <laughs> that follow <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I think people would like that. Imagine yeah. like getting Casey Neistat's 100K. Man, I think it's great. Man, no, you're not Casey Neistat. When I, when, I was, when, I was a, when I was a kid, I was, wasn't athletic at all. So I used to have my brother's and my dad's trophies up in my room. How'd that I used feel? to collect trophies. I had so ah. many. And Goosebumps books that I never read because I didn't know how to really read. So I had like fucking fake it till you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what. Yeah, you learn how to read. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that's good though? I think people would want that. No, I think, no, I think it's cool. I actually I think, think some young aspiring YouTuber, which I think it would be weird. Yeah, I guess it for me, I wouldn't want somebody's plaque. But I'm a minimalist, so yeah, yeah. I don't want any of your shit. I couldn't imagine someone else's plaque in your house. Yeah, it'd be weird. It's like, oh my god, you got 100,000 on YouTube? No, that's Matt. That's 100% how I'd What's feel. It? It's like the equivalent of saying, hey, this next film, I'm giving away a director credit. <laughs> hang on, so hang or you're taking somebody's <laughs> Emmy. Do you want an Emmy? No, that's Matt. You, but um, I mean, I think it's kind of funny, though. How do you get it? What happens? What's the deal? They didn't give it to me for a while, because like now I'm at 700, but like uh, they just... They meant to after like you know a little while, a couple months after you get past 100,000 subscribers, they send you this silver play button plaque. And then when you get to a million, which it, well, that should be next year. Yeah, I imagine it would to be plan. probably. Yeah, but so you, you well, not even two plans. <laughs> this has not been the plan. Yeah, Maybe like I didn't need this ma- this many. What's your relationship like with YouTube? Have you got access to YouTube space? No, nah, no, I've never talked to anybody at YouTube. I, you know what? It's weird because I don't monetize my videos, so I'm not a YouTube partner. Ah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. So they, 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 they have your address, and they just they do now because I just because I they so I had to fill out, out this to, form okay. in order to get it. I had to go through. I went through Twitter help uh, with YouTube, yeah. and then they sent me the info, and then they sent me the plaque out. You okay. had to it's, reach out to them. This is yeah. like so. This is like when I'm not sure. Um, no, it's probably not in America, but in Australia. And probably the UK when you our Australia versus US gear always does really when good. When you on turn a hundred, mm. I used to think, okay, you get a letter from the Queen. Yeah, and so the part of the Commonwealth. My <laughs> grandpa turned a hundred. No letter. No letter. Had to go through Twitter help to get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we had to submit this thing, and uh, and we ended up getting the letter from the Queen. Really? Yeah. That's really neat. So you, but it, but it's as much hard work as fucking YouTube make it. Your dad should give it away, or your grandpa should give it away on YouTube. Ah, damn. Super insensitive. Yeah. But I'll take you part. Inappropriate. Saying sorry for that. Who are your favourite YouTubers? Uh. 
Favorite YouTubers? It's a good question. I do watch Colin and Samir. It's like it's funny because it's people that I know, people that I'm friends with. Like yeah. when they come out with a new video, I watch it because I'm like, oh, I'm like curious to see what they're up to, what they created. Uh, I like Mango Street. I think they're really awesome people, and they make. Do you know them? Yeah, yeah, they make. I love just their style though too because they show that you can be introverted and be great YouTubers yeah. and tell great stories. Introverted nowadays is just super hipster. It's yeah, there they are. Yeah, like, they're like cool introverted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely watch like their videos and Any I watch vloggers. Are you, what's what's your take on on vlogging being in the YouTube space? I don't know. Like I mean, I like partly like envy the people that are really good at vlogging and can just mm. grab a camera and like run around and talk and shit because like dude I tried to shoot this thing in Sydney because I did staying healthy while traveling video yeah. and I tried to shoot the outro walking through the airport in Sydney and I just had like severe panic attack yeah. <laughs> I was like I guess like, oh, like, I'm never going to release that footage because it's so embarrassing oh, like, so can thanks you- for watching and then like, there's people passing me and I'm like everybody knows <laughs> everybody knows I'm a fucking piece of shit and it was like really like it was it was hard for me to do and I I didn't end up using it in the video. Yeah. I just ended up shooting B-roll and then voice voicing it at the end because I'm just not good at that and I don't have enough confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Do you show anyone your videos before you put them online? No. Not I don't even sh- that. No. I just don't have the time. I don't have any time for an approval process, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think helps me like yeah. move quickly. Do you what? Like I feel like I can't watch my stuff too many. T- like if I watch it too many times. Especially when it comes to the export, I feel like I've watched it so many times that I'll sometimes not watch it. And I've d- I remember I did that once years ago, and then like mm. uploaded something oh, that had it. like a render oh, no. unrendered yeah, bullshit. No. So I don't do it. Like I make sure you I do check. one more pass yeah. when it's on YouTube. Do like, you do when that? It's, do you make it? Yeah, I do one more pass, and it's usually either on my phone or on my uh, laptop. Yeah. That way, I can also hear it from that perspective of a, like a lower grade mic, yeah, uh, or speaker, yeah. And that helps, but it is, yeah, like the thing that I know is that if I show it to somebody to review, I know that Nat may not quite get it and she may not quite understand. Like, yeah. I, that part wasn't funny. And I'm like, I'm not going to re edit <laughs> this whole fucking video because you don't think that part was funny. I'm going to, I'm just going to deal with my mistake yeah. and yeah. just post it. Um, is it the way you learn? Well, I remember actually, I think I learned that lesson early on with my parents and uh-huh. showing them videos that I made like parody rap videos and like they were shitty and they were bad yeah. but at the same time they were pretty decent for my age and my skill yeah, level well they're not even and your parents aren't your audience they aren't the audience and then yeah. they would watch them like ah yeah, yeah. no yeah. like they would not even like say good job or like <laughs> maybe they'd say good job but it was like I could tell I was like you guys didn't like this and then I just felt deflated yeah. after creating this thing and being yeah. so proud of it that I'm like the lesson was who gives a shit what uh, people think about it just upload it and then make the next thing so many times like I'll show something to someone and they'll give advice that's not really relevant to what I'm wanting like feedback wise mm. like they'll say like to your point with Nat saying oh that joke's not funny where you can pretty easily excuse that because you're like oh I'm not asking about it like that's not what I'm taking uh, sort of criticism on yeah. what is what are you what are you actually normally looking for when you're looking criticism is it like volume you, music volume like can you hear it that's properly interesting. that's that's i think maybe one but i think that i kind of get over because yeah. like the, you can get away with a lot on youtube people mm. put up stuff and i'm like what why would you that audio is like you have to consistently turn the volume up and down to yeah. be able to listen to it i think it's like 
is my point coming across? Do you mm-hmm. understand my my perspective? Mm-hmm. Have I given you enough context about this subject yeah. before I dive into it? And like, I think it's like, does it make sense? Because yeah. I think I'm very much, I try to tell stories and maybe make an argument or maybe like mm-hmm. explain the full picture. And sometimes it's hard when you're in the middle of it to really know, oh, I should have told people that I've had this such and such experience or to really lay the foundation for the story. Well, yeah, you can over-contextualize for the viewer. Yeah, and then you can overdo it, over-explain. Oh, and it's yeah. like, and I think that's actually one of the important things about editing is just edit down and like maybe it's a 12-minute video at first, but I'm like, I could probably cut out a lot. Like I feel like people don't do that enough where their videos are too slow. It's like you mm. could really like pick up your storytelling because you're, you, you have extra shit in here you don't need. Yeah. What about people who just edit super quick? Because I feel like there's the two extremes. There's the editing really slow and then thinking that pace is about just cut, 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 mm. cut, cut, cut. What's like, how do you actually find the middle ground? How do you, do you have rules around when to cut from a shot, when to hold on to you? When do you show your face versus showing B roll? Yeah, that is interesting because that is like something that I think about. Uh, well, it has less to do with like, rapid cuts like yeah. the pace of the storytelling has nothing to do with like quick music and quick cuts and going bop 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 and keep going yeah. it's more so like is the story carrying you along yeah. is the music like interesting have I used too much music at this point am Where I able to actually, music? Uh, from Epidemic Sound okay. that's where I have a subscription to them that's uh-huh. where I get most of it they actually just emailed me recently and were like hey Matt we, we just saw a video you made we really liked it so we just gave all your money back <laughs> for everything really? yeah I was like thanks guys that's, that's really cool of you what I'm, I'm still not gonna be like? a, a uh, what are they they wanted me to be a oh, like a, a partner or yeah something, what's the what's yeah. the cost like do you know it's like 50 bucks a month or something or? yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I think I was pr- no, maybe like 20 okay. it wasn't crazy but it was like for unlimited music yeah it's a awesome. no-brainer but the storytelling is yeah I, well you know what I think is the most important is like the first 15 to 30 seconds yeah. is I need to make it really interesting and I need to let people know exactly what this is going to be about and I need to hook people in so I usually put a disproportionate amount of time on that or it could just be like the like uh, slowing down video where it's just like this video is going to be about what the past two years have taught me about slowing the fuck down and then boom intro with a bit of music and then mm. Always trying to think about like well, how can I make this funny? How can I make it entertaining? Uh, how can I make sure that it's not too dry? Are you cutting ums and ahs always? Yeah, in my actual YouTube videos, ums and ahs would likely not be in there, just because well, a lot of it's voiceover driven. Do you ever you add breath? It. Like I find sometimes, like you wouldn't script in an um and ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But well, that's actually funny because sometimes there is like a fake authenticity or fake voiceover and it's like Hmm. so I was going to the store as if like I like as if this wasn't written down on paper so I try not to do that shit where I'm like I'm reading something I'm not pretending like I'm not reading this if you had to put uh, one video up online uh, as the video that people watch of yours first which one would it be I'll say that my, my the video that I'm proudest of last year was uh, what is it called? It's like I lied to you, which was my proposal uh, yeah, yeah. video. Or I guess my yeah my proposal video, and it's a little bit corny, but 
That's the only video people have ever said that they cried when watching, which was nice. nice. And I cried while I watched it, while I edited it, if that doesn't sound too like, egoic. <laughs> but it was, I was very emotional, like listening to the music and like just writing kind of my love story to Natalie. And I've never really opened myself up in that way on my channel. And uh, it was also just funny and sweet and like getting Natalie's reaction to the surprise trip that I planned for her, being able to capture that and then also capture our trip to Costa Rica was really cool. And I think it's like, the video I'm most proud of. What's your vibe on wedding? Bitch. <laughs> I was going to do that. Never coming back uh, on. Yeah, it's the tick dick. Really tick dick getting emotional. <laughs> the um, <laughs> wedding. What's your vibe? Are you going to do it fucking big? Are you going to have two two weddings, one in the States, one yeah, in Australia? Eight camera <laughs> filmmakers <laughs> to follow the whole process. Yeah. Um, no, we're, we're going to do actually one in Italy. Oh, cool. Uh, la, la. In 2020. 2025. 2025. <laughs> Weddings are expensive. <laughs> right, that's only a year and a bit away. Yeah, it's, it's coming quick, but yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. It, I mean, we couldn't pick Australia. We couldn't pick New yeah. Jersey. We can't make one person happy. We can't make yeah, just one yeah, side yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, take it, take it overseas. And nobody's gonna go to Australia. Like my family, my dad, my dad hasn't been on spiders. My dad hasn't been on a plane. Yeah. Ever actually? Really? Uh, I don't know if he's. Oh, maybe once, once to Colorado. Mr. Diavella, dust yeah. off that passport. Yeah, yeah. he actually ch- he didn't passport. have a passport. Oh yeah, <laughs> he got yeah. it for our wedding. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. So that's nice. Man, enjoy the rest of your time in uh, Sydney. Yeah, thanks yeah. for co-hosting for the week. Yeah, thank you for having me. Tomorrow, Friday, yeah. it's uh, TJ and I. TJ will be in Sydney. I'll be in Melbourne. And then on Monday, it's New Year's Eve. Is it? And I'll be finishing the Seth Godin book. Oh, good. And yeah, so that's, that's our last episode for the year. Mm. Jeez. Oh, wow. So today's talk show, everyone. Have a good one. See you guys. See ya.